Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. We've had a good week here at the Fee. Massive. The Fee? Yeah, the Fee. The Fee? Yeah, La Fee. Like Peppy La Fee? It's... Peppy Le Pew, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. What are you doing with your, you're knocking around our table all around and things are... Sorry, I'm, I'm hyper. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Trying to get your legs up and everything, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, you know what, we need to get like more comfortable chairs. That would be nice. Yeah. You guys want to send us money, <laughs> put money in our lockers, we can buy more comfortable chairs. And then I won't wiggle. I'll tell you what, though, I I always have a comfortable chair when I'm sitting in front of Nick at night. Are you? What? Do you? There you go. <laughs> that is the correct, <laughs> correct form of that question, yes. Yeah, Nick at night is turning 10. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long. 10 years, hmm. Carol. Good, Nick good for at Nick night. at night. Yeah. So they're having a big old bash. And a bunch of new, well, not new, but a bunch of obviously not new, new old shows. Yeah, a bunch of shows. Uh, so they're doing, they're having their block party summer. Woohoo! Maybe that's what we should start watching for in, the show. Inverty Vision. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're doing. Well, this is what they're doing. They're doing Monster Mondays, Ooh. Lucy Tuesdays, Bewitched Wednesdays, Genie, which is the only one with a pun. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, Genie Thursdays. Oh, I spoke too soon. And Welcome Back Fridays for Welcome Back Cutter. Uh, yeah, I, oh, never mind. I, I figured you wouldn't like it, but they you know, they talk about the other shows that they have on on the the network or the not the network, but the block of programming mm-hmm. that Nickelodeon does at night called Nick at Night. Uh, F F Troop. Uh, Route sixty six. The Donna Reed Show. Get Smart. One of my personal favorites. And Fernwood tonight. Cool. So check it out, uh, Nick at Night, if you want to, you know, if you want to watch some old stuff. You know what? I'll check it out um, if you can convince uh, my mom to get cable. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's a losing battle, Carol. It is. I'm just going to move into your house. You should. And then, then I'll have the cable. Exactly. You'll you'll have the cable, correct? <laughs> now you know what we call it. Um, <laughs> so that's the big news for the week: is Nick at Night turning ten. Now Ooh, we'll move that's on. The big to the, news, yeah. That's that's the only news. Oh, well. now we'll move on to the. Oh wait, oh that's right. I forgot. Hugh Grant fucking torpedoed his entire <laughs> career. Aw, poor Hugh Grant. For those of you that are not aware, I don't know who gets their news from our show, but for those of you <laughs> who aren't aware... Oh, you're sad if you do. Hugh Grant was arrested in Los Angeles with a prostitute named Divine Brown. That makes my heart sad. A young black woman who was... Give him, giving him the old, how do you do? You know, he's famous. He and he's famous. rich. And, and he's, he's handsome. And he's dating 
Oh, oh, Elizabeth. What's her name? Uh, oh, I can't think of her name. Elizabeth Hurley. He's dating Elizabeth Hurley, one of the most beautiful women besides you to, to ever exist. What's wrong with him? I don't know. So like, that's that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Why? Why are you? Why is he visiting a prostitute? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. On the Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, in his car. Now I'm wondering: Does Liz Hurley just not like to give blowjobs? Well, okay. I mean, that's a possibility. That's but, the only thing I can think of. I mean, that, or maybe he's like a sex addict, and he couldn't wait till he got home, or maybe she was off uh, shooting for a long time somewhere, and. He, uh, what? You can't jerk off? What the fuck? Well, I'm just, I mean, obviously he's wrong, no matter what. But I'm just trying to think of reasons why this incredibly handsome, famous, rich dude is going to go pay some girl for a blowjob. Like, even if he wants to cheat, go get one for free from, like, anyone. But maybe that, maybe they would talk then. And maybe he was afraid of that. Maybe he liked the discretion of prostitutes. Here's the other thing. She's black. Mm -hmm. Does he have a thing for black women? Maybe, but then why is he with Elizabeth Hurley? That's a good question. I mean, it's obviously not like a fetish. Maybe it's like the, maybe it's like the Lonely Hearts thing that we (laughs) read a little bit ago. It's a like a plantation. Fantasy. Oh God, I hope not. But he's English, so that doesn't make a lot of sense no. either. I don't know. I mean, maybe he just really wanted a blowjob and she wasn't available, and he's a bad person. <laughs> he's been a very naughty boy. Oh, Hugh, I'm sad. It makes me sad. I don't think he's torpedoed. I don't. I don't think he has torpedoed his entire career, though. I mean, are you really going to be like, oh, I'm never watching something with Hugh Grant again just because he made a mistake? Like, I I can divorce people from their actions when it comes to that stuff. Here's the thing. I don't care. Uh-huh. But I'm not his target demographic either. Think about all the young women who look at him as this, oh, so cute and, you know, like... Not innocent necessarily, but he's like charmingly mm-hmm. befuddled and cute and like wholesome. He's got this like he's a Bobby Soxer type thing for the modern era. He's he's one of these guys with like a squeaky clean reputation, well, right? Not anymore, but that doesn't. That's mean, what I'm saying. But that doesn't change his acting ability. It it destroys his persona. It destroys his star persona. Dude's I not, don't know. Dude's not going to be a star anymore. He's done. I don't know. Mark my words, he's done. He's done some? Career over. We'll see. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sad, and, and I'm one of those girls that, like, I, I think that he's kind of dreamy. And, and, I mean, no offense. I mean, you know, you're you're hotter than him, but it's different. Like, he, he was, like, like somebody I could look up to, almost like a father figure in that weird, cute way. What the fuck? <laughs> Because he's like innocent. What is going on inside your brain? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You're but talking he's... about how cute he is and how like you you had a crush on him or whatever, and then he's like a father figure. Well, you know what I the mean. The fuck is going on, ladies? You guys know what I mean, right? <laughs> like he's like like you said, it's like it's like that white knight kind of. I thing. didn't say anything <laughs> like what you're talking about. 
forget it. I'm just saying I understand. My heart is sad too, but I don't think that he's done. That's all. And I'm going to stop there now. Right. I wish I would stop about mm, 30 seconds ago. Okay. So, uh, if you have, you know, psychological damage, <laughs> then I guess you, you're okay with this out there for everybody else. Uh, you might be right. Maybe there are more people with psychological damage in the in the world than, than there are not. I, I think so. <laughs> That's what Hugh Grant's banking on. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what he's going to do, but it's this is going to take some time. Yeah, I and mean, maybe he'll be like, I have a drug problem or something like that, and then he'll get help, and then everybody will forgive him. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Will Elizabeth Hurley forgive him? Fuck That's no. That's the question. I wouldn't forgive you. What if it was Elizabeth Hurley that I cheated on you with? I'd need to know all the circumstances. <laughs> wow. Well, it's good to know that there's... <laughs> It's good to know there's a wiggle room there. I mean, I could forgive that more easily than going to a prostitute. Well, yeah. Especially if it was Elizabeth Hurley. If we made a list. Right. And we were like, hey, if you ever have an opportunity with any of the people on this list, it's okay. Oh, hmm, that's an idea. Let's make a list. All right. You want to do it right now? No, let's do it for next week. Okay. Next week we'll debut our lists. I have I have some news, too. Oh, do you? I do. I'm so Is it excited. about Brad Pitt? N- no. I'm just assuming he'd be on your list. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Um, no, we got we got an email. Oh, we, we actually have mail. a fan who wrote to us. Yay! All right. Um, so this is from Betty, and she said, "Hi, Betty. Hi, Betty." She says, "Great show." Okay. And then she said, "Hey, what's up?" Thanks, Betty. I love that. Um, hey, my name is Betty. And we know I'm, your name, Betty. We've said it several is she like times Betty now from already. Betty and Veronica. That'd be so awesome. Are you blonde, Betty? Um. <clears throat> anyway, wait, wait. What is Betty blonde? Yes, Veronica's okay. the one that has the darker. Good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Hey, my name is Betty, and I'm a huge we fan of the show. We know your name. Stop. Would you let me read this? Okay. You freak. My husband and I have discussions like you and Mark do all the time. Oh, well, she's married. Congratulations. <laughs> Some, yeah. If, you're, if your husband had sex with a prostitute, would you forgive him? <laughs> Good question. Sometimes I feel like I want to kill my Brian, too. Okay, buddy, I, I get upset with Mark, but... You've threatened my life. I have, but I, I don't really want to kill you. Why? Well, I'm going to give her the same benefit of the doubt. Okay. No sharp objects, Betty. Unless she's like Eileen Warnos, I guess. <laughs> so she says, um, having the show has helped their marriage. I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, that's weird, but okay. Yeah, but I appreciate it. Um, she wants to know. The, the, the couple that. Listens to mixtapes together, stays together. Right? Apparently, somehow, my anger towards you helps to... Lessen her anger? Right. It's like a tharsis. Maybe if I start beating you, it'd be even more helpful. Wow. <laughs> she says, our question for you is, how did you two meet, and mm-hmm. what was the first movie Mark took you to? Okay. Keep up the great job. Your show is the best out there by far. Aw, thank you. Your fan, Betty 
Betty. I'm not going to say your last name, Betty. Yeah, Thank probably you. a good idea. That's uh, that's very, very nice. Our show really is, appreciate the, it. is the best of, the, we're the, also the only show that exists. So <laughs> Maybe there are other tapes out there. Maybe people are copying our idea. You think that there are. Are you listening to other tapes, Betty? you got to let us know. Yeah, let us know if you're listening to other, if other tapes are circulating around the globe. <laughs> we must obtain them. We're keeping Memorex in business by right. ourselves. Because so, everyone's moved to see these now. So we met at Ramshorn because did. our friend set us up. Yep. Our friend was like, okay, I'll play Cupid. And, you know, that okay Cupid right? uh, set us up. Yep, yep, yep. And um, when when I got to Ramshorn, he was there mm-hmm. waiting. And he was on the phone, on yep. the payphone, talking right. to his mom. For so long, I almost left. There was an emergency. There was not an emergency. It was an important phone conversation. You don't keep a lady waiting, but... I'm Whatever. Gonna, just saying. Um, what was the first movie you took me to? I don't remember. Uh, I think the first movie that we saw was Terminator Deuce. Oh, yeah. Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Yeah. Cool. That was a good one. That was a very good movie. I'll be back. He does <laughs> say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good one. Um, <laughs> no, that's that a very good movie. Good dates. Yeah. You know? Arm Around a Girl. Nice action movie. It was good. Is, could it be any better than that? Popcorn. Yep. All Mostly popcorn. for you. Because I don't like popcorn that much. Well, and I don't share popcorn because I put too much butter on my popcorn. I think it would literally make anyone else throw up. Besides popcorn, what is your favorite movie snack? Well, I really love to combine dots with popcorn. Oh, weird. Um, Other than that, I mean, that's it, really. I, I like, I used to like to get those, what do they call them? For, like, kids, you know, the little thing with the popcorn and the candy. and Movie meals? Yeah, I used to like those. Yeah. I almost murdered a friend for getting a movie meal once. Oh, tell us about it. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Our friend Matt decided to get a movie meal at the Dollar Show. Uh-huh. And we made fun of him relentlessly because of how dumb we thought it was. He just kept saying... You know, what a great deal it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he had to go to the bathroom. While I was in the bathroom, I was pitching pennies over by his uh, his little popcorn thing. That's terrible. And one got in there and he almost choked on <gasps> Mark! What do you see? Popcorn lighter. What a dick. And then we just made fun of him some more. Ugh, your poor friend. So that's what you get for Terrible a movie friends. meal. I guess you're not friends anymore. I've never met this dude. <laughs> Good for him. Have some self-respect. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm not big. I, I like, again, you didn't ask me. My my preferred snack. <sighs> I'm sorry. Am I supposed to, like, just yes! repeat everything you say? No. You're supposed to answer, and then you're supposed to say, hey, what about you? Oh, that's assuming I care. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait, what's your favorite movie snack? Can you guess? I think it's Whoppers. Milk Duds. Damn, I almost said Milk Duds. I knew it was one of the two. I like Whoppers maybe better. 
outside of the movies, weirdly. Okay. But for the movies, like, I, I love to have Milk Duds. Interesting. Yeah. They are delicious. It's a good movie snack. That might be my second favorite movie snack. No. I thought you said Dots was. After Dots and popcorn combined. Oh, so you're third. Because, <laughs> like, I wouldn't want Dots if I didn't also have popcorn. Oh, okay. Has to be com- combined. Interesting. Because then it's like you get too thirsty. <laughs> what? Don't you get thirsty when you eat something that's just pure sugar? No. No, I don't. I think that's a problem <laughs> that you should probably look into. Really? Yeah, it sounds like diabetes. Oh, no. <laughs> you should check that out. I will check that out. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not normal. Salt, like salty stuff, sure, maybe. You could make you thirsty. Salt dries you out, but not sugar. And and that's the thing, too. Like you're So even if you did have diabetes, you're combining two things that would then make you thirsty. I don't know how they... What are they is it makes you so thirsty it goes around the rim and then you're I not thirsty anymore? I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> it's just like why I can't chew gum. Chewing gum makes me... <laughs> what? The look on your face. Chewing gum makes me thirsty, too. Wow. Okay. It does. I don't know. I'm a freak. Whatever. Anyways, speaking of movies. Yeah. I took him to the movies this time. It's a great segue. Speaking of movies. (laughs) We were speaking of movies. You could use it for anything. Speaking of movies, here's a movie. Speaking of movies, (laughs) this isn't a movie. We had enough time for like double snacks at this movie. Oh, my God. It was good. I forgot what we saw for a second. It was very, very good, and I loved it very much. Okay, I know you did not. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie. We went and saw Braveheart. We with did. Mel Gibson. Braveheart. Wow, that hurt my ears, and I apologize to anybody else out there listening to these. Um, ow. They may take our lives, <laughs> but they will never take my freedom. <laughs> or I like um, love you always have. Yep, I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a fine line. Oh, speaking of a fine line, there's a fine line between historical accuracy and an entertaining <laughs> movie. Yeah. So let's talk generally. Okay. I don't know if we're even gonna. We usually will go kind of like like through the plot and everything. I don't even know if we're going to do that necessarily. I say we just. We can talk. We can kind of go through the movie chronologically, sort of, but just bring up parts that okay. we liked or didn't like, or that highlight how we feel about it. Sure. So, for those of you that don't know, this is about uh, William Wallace, who was one of the freedom fighters for Scotland before Scotland gained its independence, which it no longer has. Uh, <laughs> and well, later. So what happened was uh, later. This is not in the movie, but later. One of the kings of Scotland uh, the became the king of England, basically. Mm-hmm. The line of succession went to him. I believe I can't remember who it was. Was it J- is it James the first? Oh, history people out there, look it up. I, I don't. I the you know the more not ancient, but the history of Euro- European history and Scottish history. Not my strong suit as far as history goes. Definitely not my strong suit. Any kind of history, really. So I, I think it's James, but I'm not sure. But anyway, he be, he was king of Scotland, and he also became king of England, and that that started like a reunification okay. of of England and Scotland into one thing in a non 
in a non like you know military way, not in a nasty way or anything mm-hmm. like that. And they're still you know connected that way to this day. Well, I mean, since it happened in a non-military way, maybe it's not a bad thing. No, I think it's fine. I think it's the, their 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 reunification. I think is fine. I think it's very different than what was going on For in sure. this movie and why they wanted their freedom and yeah, stuff. So. Absolutely, yeah. So this this movie is you know like I said about William Wallace who was one of the freedom fighters for for Scottish freedom and sound like a shotgun turning that light <laughs> I'm on. Sorry guys, it's dark in here. Yeah, it's getting dark. Anyway, so he uh, you know it's it's but mostly about his life and what he went through, why he fought, and all this stuff. Right. Uh, there's a lot of historical inaccuracies in the movie. Yes. Which I think you have, you kind I of. I did just a tiny, tiny bit of research about went, it, yeah. Got the Encyclopedia Britannica and just everything. Just a little bit. So Carol can fill us in on, on some of that a little bit later. But generally, I thought the movie was good. Or, you know, it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad movie. It's well filmed. There, you know, it's obviously it's an epic. There's a lot of a lot of as far as a directing point of view goes, a lot of staging that has to go on. Uh, I, I I liked the fact that they used a lot of real locations. Uh, there's not very much in the way of special effects. Right. Most of all, this stuff is very practical. Uh, any kind of effects they needed to do, whether it was you know gunfire arrows or anything like that, is all kind of practically done, which is nice. And like I said, it's a it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. So very well, uh, Mel Gibson also directed this movie. So very well directed. Well done. Yeah, very well directed, very well uh, kind of crafted from a movie perspective. I don't think this movie earns its length. This movie is over three hours long. I think it clocks in right around 3.15 or so. Yeah, something like that. And it's too long. The movie's too long. It gets boring. The movie has some very bad, in my opinion, pacing issues. It doesn't really have any kind of structural issues. It's a pretty traditional three-act structure to the, the movie, and the structure of it's fine, but I think the pacing is not great. When when were you bored? When, when did this boring time occur? So it starts off fairly well where he and his father and his brother go to this meeting that was supposed to be held by King Edward the Longshanks, Edward the first mm-hmm. of England, one of the, the more, you know, reportedly brutal and assholeish Kings. And he's slaughtered all of them. He's hanged all of them, all these nobles and everything that had this courage to fight against English rule. So, he, you know, gets traumatized by that. His brother and his dad go off to fight, and they end up getting killed. Yeah. Which didn't happen, by the way, right? No. And then he gets sent off with, uh, what's his name? His uncle. I don't remember the name, but. Yeah, it's uh, Brendan Gleeson plays him. Uh, and he gets sent off there to, to Brendan Gleeson's, who kind of, we get the idea that he, you know, he's, well, he's, it's, said outright that he's taken him to to Rome and to Egypt and other places of the day 
uh, Greece and, and stuff like that. So he's traveled around. He's seen things. He's learned things. He's learned about military tactics. He's it was it's emphasized very clearly by both his dad before he died and his uncle that the mind is the most important thing. Right. That he needs to he needs to learn and expand his mind, and that's more important than brutal type stuff. And that's what he does. He, he kind of you know expands his point of view and everything. There's this little girl. Uh, when his parents die, they give him a flower, and apparently he falls in love with her at that moment. So I don't know. I mean, I guess because he carries it with him forever. Yeah, and then loves and then loves her for the rest of his life. How old do you think he was supposed to be when the movie started? Like eight, ten? Oh, I would say probably ten or eleven. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's the right age to kind of start liking girls. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's fine for him to start liking this girl, but to carry this torch. When he hasn't seen her in years and years and years, seems and so he's traveled weird. the whole world, and, yeah, yeah, had all these experiences, and it just seems weird, yeah. And it she's does. she's as far from a movie perspective, she's a completely different character. She's a little girl. We don't really know much about her. When we meet her again as an adult, as an adult woman, she's a new character. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen any of her experiences. We don't know any about her story arc. We're we're meeting her fresh, basically. And, I mean, we can make an assumption that they had a relationship mm-hmm. before his his family got killed, before she gave him the flower. Like Maybe. I mean, that... Well, friendship, at least. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, that then, you know, allowed him to have those feelings for her and have an idea of her. I mean, it can't be like she gave him a flower at the funeral and then he fell in love with her and that's it to their story. There has to be more. Yeah. You know, I, I realize I messed up. His, his uncle's played by Brian cox okay or yeah his uncle's played by brian cox his buddy is played by uh brendan gleason now and that's the thing that's what made me think of it yeah we don't see that we but it's if they wanted to establish that they should have shown us that but that would make it even longer because they do (laughs) but there's all there's way other stuff that you cut out of this they do show it with his buddy yeah, the, that's true. The guy that becomes Dom, or the guy that becomes Brendan Gleeson, he they show him, you know, them as friends, that's and true. they kind of establish that relationship, so that when he comes back as an adult, they you know they kind of rekindle their relationship, and he he says he wants to court this woman and everything. Prima Nocta's been taken over, which is also apparently a thing that didn't happen, I guess. Not sure. At the time. It's possible. Not, possibly not at the time. But it's the right of a of a noble to have sex with the bride on the first night of their marriage. That's so terrible. Like, that would just be so traumatizing. To, like, christen like, them or something like that. It makes that. me want to puke. Like, I can't even imagine. It's fucked up. But, so, the pacing issues of the movie. This is, this is the problem that I have with the movie. Okay. Movie opens up fine. We establish Mel Gibson's William Wallace. We establish him as a character. We establish what he's gone through, what has made him grow into the person that we're seeing right now. Then we kind of get an idea of the character he is now. We establish the love interest. You know, he wants to be with her and all this stuff. They marry in secret so that she doesn't have to have sex with the noble. We we establish early on that the noble is doing this and we see the bride that has to go with him Mm -hmm. and we see the husband who's pissed off about it and then that pays off later that guy gets his comeuppance yeah uh you know everything pays off that's great uh she gets uh attempted to be raped 
by one of the guys. He fights off the English people that are living in this in their town with them. He fights them off uh, and and frees her so she doesn't have to get raped. Says, "Meet me at the Grove." Uh, doesn't go with her. I don't know exactly why they separated, but I think he was. He thought they would come after him. I guess, yeah. But instead, they went back to what they were doing. I mean, he just, yeah, it was a really poor choice. Yeah. So they kill her. They they kill her because, you the know. The Lord kills kills her. The noble kills her. Not Those were those were his soldiers that were yeah. harassing her. Yeah, he says, hey, you know, I've been nice to you, you guys. This is how you repay me. You fucking hurt my, my men. And stuff yeah, like she that. bit the guy's face because he was trying to rape her. Good for her. Yeah. Except not because it gets her killed. Yeah, so she gets her throat slashed and killed, which obviously pisses off Mel Gibson, William Wallace. So he comes in and he murders all of them, and this is when he decides he's going to be a freedom fighter. All this is good. Then we go into him trying to convince the other people to fight with him, and then we get the main struggle of this. Uh, Robert the Bruce and the other people... The other nobles, they don't want to fight with him. They're divided. It's the whole reason that their kingdom fell in the first place. Because of the clans. It's, yeah, because of the clans, and they couldn't figure out who was supposed to be the true ruler, and they warred amongst themselves, and England opportunistically came in and took over. So we get that backstory. We get that established. We establish those characters. Angus McFadden as is, is Robert the Bruce and, and his fucking dad, who's dying of some weird yeah. disease, leprosy or something. something. I don't know. Something looks like there's like fucking mushrooms growing on his skin or something. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and he's a terrible person. Very bad person. But anyway, so, you know, we get all that established and that's fine too. Then we have the first battle where he wins. Great. Then we have some scenes where he's like being a gorilla type uh, warrior where he's tricking uh, English soldiers into getting killed and stuff like that. And he's winning battles. We get that. Good. Then start the politics stuff. Mm. Robert the Bruce talking with the dad all the time. Like four different conversations and all the betrayals. That didn't even happen in the historical account of it. But it's like, oh, you know, we're going to help you out here. Oh, we betrayed you. Um, 20 minutes more passes in the movie. Oh, we'll help you out here. Oh, we betrayed you again. It's like it happens like three times in the movie. The same thing. Where they're going to be like, oh, we're going to help you. Oh, no, we're not going to help you. It's only, we got, we it got, was three people, not three different times. We got paid off. No, it happened more than once. And they, then they they bring him to the thing where he gets captured by the English, and that's a that's a betrayal yeah, that he falls into. True. It happens several times. Okay. And they have several... And, like, every scene... Uh, with Angus McFadden talk as Robert the Bruce talking to his dad is the exact same scene. Yeah, that's it's always him saying, "I want to be like him. I want to lead these people. You know, I wish I had his fire." Oh yeah, you do. But we need England. We need England on our side. I mean, that's a. I paraphrased every. There's like five scenes of them together, long scenes. I paraphrased every single scene. We <laughs> only need that scene once. Yeah, we need one scene establishing the dad wants to stay with the nobles and Robert the Bruce doesn't. Robert the Bruce wants to to be like William Wallace, but his dad's holding him back. We only need to see that scene one time. I guess. And then there's a couple scenes, two different scenes, of all the nobles arguing and talking to, to each other and stuff like that that also lasts a long time. We only need one of those scenes. 
The one where the blood's dripping down from the ceiling? Because that was pretty good. Right. Yeah, there are good scenes in this movie. There are good things about this movie. But this movie could have been made more effective at about two and a half hours. Mm. Or so. Two and a half hours, maybe 240. There's a good... There's a good half an hour to 40 minutes that could be cut out of this movie. And it would be better for it. That's the thing. I don't mind movies that are long if they need to be long. But, you know, it could be. It would be better for it. Okay. And this movie drags in the middle. It drags in the, the beginning. The beginning, like, hour is good. The last, like, half hour is good. The middle of the movie, the, the you know, like the two hours or whatever <laughs> in the middle drags. It's sporadically interesting. It's sporadically good. So like there's a lot of battles in there. Well, yeah, there, that's what I mean. Like there were there, things will come up and start happening. And then it's like, oh, nice. OK, like something's actually happening now. This is good. And then we get to more boring talking scenes. And it's not like I don't like slow, mo- slow moving movies. It's not like I don't like dialogue scenes or anything like that. It's just like I said, it's a, it's over and over again. It's like, yeah, you already said it. We get it. One dude from Ireland comes into this movie who talks directly to God, at least in his own mind. <laughs> right. Who's hilarious and the movie would the movie would die without him. This guy, I can't remember the name of the actor that plays him or his character's name. He's the Irish guy. Yeah. But this movie needs this character. It's the linchpin that it just, this movie falls or or dies on him because he's funny irreverent and completely different and it's the one of the only things that makes some of those transition scenes interesting at all yeah i guess i mean i i do i agree i like that character a lot but i don't think that he made her break you know would make her break the whole thing without him the without him the middle of the movie is unbearable to watch in Uh, my opinion that's what i'm saying but yeah so i mean that that's my problems with the movie the acting's the acting's excellent like I said, the directing is staged very well. I have some problems with the pacing of it. Uh, the length of it is is an issue. But structurally and everything else is fine. Cinematography is gorgeous. You know, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, everything else from a technical point of view is, is good about the movie. I could have done with a little, a little less historical inaccuracies. But, <laughs> but, you know, that's not for me to to say basically but i mean what did you think of the movie overall give me your you know what are what are its strengths what do you think well i i overall i like the movie like i said um as far as the strengths i think the acting is really good Mm -hmm. um and like we didn't talk yet at all about um the about isabella isabel yeah isabella isabella um Queen you know, Isabella. Queen. Well, she's princess in this movie. Yeah, but eventually she becomes queen. Yeah. She she's married to the prince in your in uh, England. Edward the second. And apparently he's gay. I don't know if that was true or not. Who knows? I have no clue. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's the, it's never said outright, but it's heavily implicated. All of the stuff, you know, also occurred in the middle of the movie, which you're saying, you know, was terrible. Which I thought this stuff was pretty interesting. Um, with her coming to meet with, uh, William Wallace Mm. because they're fucking cowards and they sent her because they're afraid that he would kill them if they tried to talk to him. Which he probably would. 
And, you know, she makes a deal with him and then finds out that he's being betrayed, like you said. Mm -hmm. And she sends people to warn him because she likes him so much. That also happens twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But she ends up sleeping with him. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I get that her husband won't sleep with her, but I don't. I mean, and they did a lot of looks or whatever, but I mean, maybe it's just supposed to be that time period, but it just seems kind of weird. They're just out of nowhere be like, okay, we're going to have sex and never see each other again. Yeah. And then she acts like she like loves him or something. It's like, you don't love him. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing is that whole storyline to me just rang completely false, which yeah. it is historically. Yeah. They never met. But it's just like, like you said, it's, that's, a, that's another part of the movie that didn't really work for me. The love story between him and the, the girl from his past that he marries. Yeah. Was, not satisfactory flesh the satisfactorily fleshed out to me mm-hmm. but at least it worked i got it they came from the same village they they knew each other in their youth he pined for her or whatever she represents this time period in yeah. his life when he had a you know a family and, and everything i got it and he I, came back because he wanted that he wanted to farm and mm-hmm. have that life and i got the, i got the subtext of all that right the stuff with isabella didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And it kind of undercuts what a good strategist he was too, because he, he, he was very good at not falling into traps in in real life. That's true. Because he was good at it. Not because, you know, she was like, like, like she was tipping him off. Right. Or anything. Not like he had a mole in, in the, in the kingdom. But yeah, so that, the part didn't really work a hundred percent for me because of the whole, you know, they don't establish a relationship, really. She swoons over hearing that he's doing this to honor his his lost love or to avenge his, his lost love or whatever. And that's, like, romantic to her. But then, like, like I said to you before, I was like, he's basically the, the 1300s equivalent, the 14th century equivalent of a dude on a motorcycle. <laughs> Right. Because, I mean, that's how he acts. Like, he rolls up, like, like, and that's how he acts, yeah. right? Because he's the bad guy, and that's what she's attracted to. But it doesn't super work for me. It seems weird, too, that, like, her motivation for wanting to be with him is that he is avenging his lost love. Because, like, obviously, his heart's not available. What? But his cock is. Well, apparently. Because, you know, they do have sex. Yeah. And she claims that she's carrying his progeny. Which, you know, obviously she wasn't. not true. Right. So. She had kids though, right? She did, yeah. So if her husband was gay, she had to get him somewhere. Yeah, if that's true. I, like I said, I don't even know if that's true yeah. or not. But I, I don't know a whole lot about Edward II from that era. I mean, geez. Very long <laughs> ago. 14th century. and Well, get on learning your European history, Mark. Okay. Well, I mean, I can do European history from maybe like the 1700s. <laughs> On. Not that I'm great at it, but I could tell you with a lot more accuracy through that period. But the period before Henry VIII in the 1500s, I mean, that's I just I usually don't go back that far. Anyway, so that part didn't super work for me in the movie either. And then, like I said, that there are some really good scenes with the kingdom and what's going on with the kingdom and the son and the dad and Isabella and how mm-hmm. they all relate to each other. And I think a better way 
to pace this movie. And maybe and maybe a better way to structure this movie. Maybe it is a bit of it's not really a structure thing though cuz it, it's still three acts. But I think a better way to pace this movie would have been show all the stuff with him kind of like coming to be, right? Mm-hmm. And then show and the first battle and everything. Then go to them and spend most of the rest of that part of the movie with them mm. and see the the son Isabella and the king and really get to know them and what they're like. And don't even worry about the the other stuff that that happens. Maybe every once in a while kind of flash to, you know, uh, William Wallace recruiting some other people and stuff. But make him like, make him a legend in the movie Mm -hmm. like he was in real life where they're just hearing about all these things. We don't have to see all of it. Yeah, like, that makes sense. We can see their their relationship and where they fit into this story, and then kind of hear about like this almost like mythical, like uh, oh, you know, he's he's uh, tech. This he he's got you know like the latest uh, regiment of troops has been uh, you know killed by or captured by him or whatever. Right? right. They've taken over the entire you know thing and stuff, and then you can see. The Siege of York. You know, then we can, like, show the Siege of York and have him take it over. And then that can be the beginning of the third act where these two forces, we see, we see and have established William Wallace, we see and established the royal family, the, these two these two entities that are at odds with each other. Then we can see them combine. We yeah. can see them together. It was funny the way that they uh, let us know that he is such a mythical being, though, with us being there the whole time mm-hmm. when they're going into battle. And somebody's like, he said he's William Wallace, and somebody's like, no, you're not. He's seven feet tall. And, right. You know, like all this stuff. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It would have been more interesting to, it would have been, to me, it would have been more interesting to really get to know him than really get to know them and then see them all to, all together, all yeah. like kind of kind of converging, you know, their paths all kind of converging. That that could have been good. And I think and it would have been more focused. And I think cuz that's the thing. In a movie every scene should have a purpose. There's a lot of scenes that don't have purpose in this movie. To to me. Or they have a purpose that's already being fulfilled by other scenes in the movie. Right. And that's I think that's the so Mel Gibson Excellent job acting in the movie. Excellent job directing in the movie. You need to learn how to edit better, because I think the bit to, that's to me the biggest failing of the movie is the editing. Okay, it's not a well edited film. What did you think about the end of the movie? Well, the end of the movie is you know obviously it's it's emotional and, and kind of brutal. Uh, it brings to mind. Christ, I mean, that's one of the first. Really? Well, it's one of the first things that I thought of mm. when it was in there because it's a a person being wrongfully persecuted, wrongfully tortured, and I don't know. It just made me think of that. He, and at one point, he gets quartered, or not yeah. not quartered, but he gets drawn, and he's he, in that kind of you know crucifix type pose. Yeah. He does get quartered, and they they. They nail him to a, a cross or something at some point, like a wooden cross. It's not upright. It's it's you know it's a table, but there are there are slats for his arms that go off. It resembles a cross. They tied him. I didn't nail him. No, they didn't nail him. Right. You said they nailed him. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant tied him. But they tie him to a cross like table. Here, the one thing I did find in my research was that they actually toned down what happened to him. It's crazy. I know. I 
I mean, they kind of alluded to some of it, but they didn't really say what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he was all tied down like that, and then, you know, you see they're kind of going down his body. They castrated him, and then they filleted him. They wow. They opened him up, and yeah. And then they quartered him. Wow. So, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> very brutal. And I'll tell you, those times were very, very, very brutal. Yeah, and like when Isabella snuck in to see him in the jail mm-hmm. and tried to give him something for pay. First of all, I don't think that was going to do shit. No. Not, I, not but, if someone's going to castrate you and fillet you. Yeah. <laughs> really not. There's not... A couple of aspirin's not going to take the edge off. Right. Of I mean, I don't know what kind of pain medicine they had back then, but right. yeah. It's laudanum or something. And he spit it out. Like, what a stubborn dick. I'm sorry. I mean, I guess I get it. Like, he didn't want to lose his wits, he says, but. Like I said, if you really wanted to be uh, charitable, bring him poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have just killed him. Yeah. Saved him from it. Take this and die because they're going to kill you anyway. And this it's going to be a horror show. And this way you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to to be forced to beg or whatever. Because that was the whole thing, is he didn't want to assent to to being a subject of the king. Right. Which, at least in the movie, who knows about real life, he, he did not. Yeah, they were pretty respectful about that stuff, where they didn't, you know, you could hear, like, sloshing sounds Ugh. as they've got this, like, scythe. But you don't see anything. They focus on his face, yeah, and the pain on his face and all this stuff. And they even the to- the guy that's in charge of the torture is like, "Come on, just you know, just just say what it be done now. Say yeah. say you want to beg for mercy, right? Like, and then the, even the crowd saying mercy, like everybody right. wants it to stop. Nobody wants to. Even those bloodthirsty assholes back then, who this was entertainment mm-hmm. for, wanted right. it to be done. Yeah, I couldn't imagine taking my uh, three year olds oh. to. Uh, to watch this torture. Yeah, he's like making eye contact with this kid on his dad's shoulders. Yeah. Holy shit. Ugh. But anyway, so then they kill him. Yeah. And, and then, that's the end of the movie. And then they sent his limbs to the four corners of England or Scotland. England or Scotland? I think the four corners of, yes, England. I, like, one, his head goes on the pike. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, the four corners of Scotland, I guess. Yeah. To uh, remind people what would happen to them. Yeah. And then they fucking rebelled anyway. <laughs> They're like, fuck you. Right. And Robert the Bruce let him, you know, he, he threw off his dad. And, and, yeah, all that stuff was great. And, and, you know, had some emotional fulfillment. I cried. But, well, you cried when he was getting tortured. Which is that that part of the movie's fine. You leave that in. That part was good. But I mean, with the, all the like the Robert the Bruce stuff and everything, it's like, eh, okay, cool, yay. You know, he did it. <laughs> he followed in his footsteps, kind of thing. But it's like I didn't really care that much because I didn't really care about that character that much. I felt almost embarrassed for the character when he's like, "You fought with him. Now fight with me." Like, would you just be your own person? Right. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it was fucked up. But that's why I think it would have been better the other way. Yeah. And then he gets killed. And we, like, you could even show a a couple scenes or scene or two of Robert the Bruce kind of in the background. Then you don't have to go in the whole, like, he betrayed him thing, which is something that didn't happen in real life. 
And then they used him that to betray of, him at the end. That kind of slanders the name of Robert the Bruce, too, yeah. who didn't actually betray William Wallace. Right? That's true. Uh, yeah. So the whole thing, like I said, I think it would have been better structured the way I, I was saying. Yeah. You know, you've got your protagonist that you meet and get to know. You meet your antagonists. And the complicated nature, because a lot of that stuff was good. They were good actors, and a lot of that stuff was good. Edward I was obviously a piece of shit. Edward II had his own complications going on that we barely even touched on. And then Isabella had her own stuff going on that we also barely even touched on. I'm, I'm more with them as the antagonists and the, and the different you know, kind of ideas going on and, and stuff like that. Yeah. We could even, if you want to, you know, go a little bit off the actual history, if you wanted to, she um, admired him from afar mm-hmm. or whatever. She admired what he was doing for love that she couldn't feel because she was in a loveless marriage because of this guy, right? Yeah. And she sent an envoy to kind of be like, hey, you know, to help him out, to say like, you know, to give him like information or something like that. That way, we have a connection between the two worlds, and we can we can show a couple scenes of Wallace and, and his continuing rebellion and stuff like that. And then it makes sense. Uh, you know, structured a little bit like that. Show that you know the connection and everything. And then they come together, and like I said, to me that makes more sense. You can make a more focused, shorter movie that mm-hmm. way. There was a lot of. There was a lot of meandering around in this movie. It's too much to, for me. Okay. That's yeah. just my opinion. I'll give that to you. I still really liked it. It was a good movie. It wasn't bad. Even even as it stands, it was a good movie, but it's far from perfect. It had, it had problems. Right. Okay. That's, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> but that is the episode for the day. We've talked ourselves out. Yes. So, Carol... Do your thing. So, um, if you wanna, you know, be like Betty, um, <laughs> you wanna be like Betty. You do. You want you want us to read your stuff. Uh, send it to latefee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com, mm-hmm. and make sure to tell your friends and give us the likes and give us the stars. All right, sounds good. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.